1: My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyrea.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information. You can also email me at coachria, one word, at gmail.com That's coachria at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way. My guest today is Kirk Spencer, also known as K. William Spencer. He is the host and the producer of Your Thoughts, Your Reality radio show. He's also a dear friend of mine. I will also be on his show as a guest today, um, tonight, this evening, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, and 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Give you again a little background on Kirk. He is Um, a Reiki master, a Shikon master, and he is someone who really truly passionate about making a difference in the world. And today we're going to try to discuss a few things uh, related to our everyday life as usual. You know, we're talking about things related to um, how we live our life. And a question that I was discussing with um, with Kirk before uh, the air was, you know, is it really possible if we change our thought process to change the reality that we live in? or so called reality as we know it. And Kirk, are you with me?
0: Yes, I'm here. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here, my friend.
0: Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure.
1: Um, you know, I'm passionate about the topic of <laughs> of self-improvement and everything that do, do you know, has to do with our life. And you and I, we have a lot of deep discussions off the airs and um the reason why the topic for today's show is how we can change our world by really changing how we think Um, the reality as we know it it's really based on our thought process If we change our thought we can change our world as we know it so how can we do that? I mean, thoughts are very powerful they are energy and we're not really talking about positive thinking per se, correct? Uh,
0: okay yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was I was just kind of chuckling at what you were just saying a little bit, a little while ago, saying how we do talk off air quite a bit, and I was just thinking about our last conversation that lasted two hours on Skype, and it was just, for those who are listening, Ria is a wonderful person, and I'm I can't help but advertise for her. She is a wonderful person. She's a wonderful coach uh so much about her is so positive uh you'd be missing out if you don't have her as a coach or somebody to help you through thoughts
1: oh my goodness
0: thank you well this is in other words what i'm saying is this is an unsolicited um <clears throat> pat on the back for Rhea, coach ria but um your question is yeah can we change our thoughts yes um there always has to be let me clear my throat hold on just a moment
1: while you're doing this I I just wanted to um, emphasize you know the the change in thoughts we're not talking about I mean I know the movie and I'll let you continue after you clear your throat (laughs)
2: Um,
1: you know the movie The Secret came along and and people get like so wrapped up with the law of attraction and thinking like you know if they think positive thoughts life's going to change dramatically and that is not true, okay to some extent there's okay. a truth to it, but the way we understand it is not correct and that 's what I like to clear on the air today you know um it, you you know we think about like you know everything we think about as far as happiness, you know what we think happiness is, you know if we can attract wealth, we are we happy? But we never think about the basic things that humans needs, which is freedom, freedom to choose how you think, freedom to choose how you live your life. And unfortunately, because of the media, because of the news, because of the external world that influence how we think, we are dictated, our life is dictated by how our external world um, tells us how we're supposed to live, and also by the limited beliefs that we grew up living by or inherited from our family or schools or whatever environment that we live in. So the law of attraction exists, whether we know it or not, but the way it's being understood is what I'd like to clarify.
2: (laughs) Okay?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, so you cleared your throat, so I'm going to handle it over to you.
0: Well, it didn't take me that long to clear my throat, but thanks for (laughs) the time. (laughs) No, actually, before we get into that, uh, there is something that you can find on YouTube that there were some outtakes, and some of the outtakes from The Secret actually should have been left in there and uh, if you understand how uh, publishers whether they be video publishers movie publishers or even book publishers do things they will take uh, what is sellable and put into their material or your material actually and things that are maybe what they may consider to be controversial they leave out Uh, you and I had this conversation about uh, Sonia Choquette Mm -hmm. Um, from Chicago she wrote a book I actually knew the woman she only lived three miles from me (laughs) and she wrote the book and she put out a pre-publication of it which I bought and I loved it and it worked and it helped me in some ways that I hadn't been missing out on which is the whole thing of doing these kind of radio shows is why you do yours and I do mine it's you might say something that I don't say. And that's the reason why we do these shows together with with each other and have this friendship. It's not a competition. It's, hey, I can interview the same person, which we've already done, and that person will say something different with you than they will with me because we ask different questions or we direct it in a different way. But in, in the case of doing these publications, uh, she put some material in there that was very, very interesting, and then I saw the published book that came out afterwards and much of the information that I found so dear, so interesting, so helpful wasn't in the published book and it was just sad to see that
1: and because it was because the editor or because of the publisher did not want to publish it the way it was. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. So that's so that basically, you know, I mean, because we're talking about, you know, thoughts and reality here in that sense, you know, so what you're saying, she her book was actually um, or even her thoughts, obviously, because the book is basically, basically, you know, so many she gets. Um, thoughts on paper, right? What she mm-hmm. thought about the topic, whatever the topic was that you were talking about, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure I read that book. But, anyhow, um, but again, it was dictated by an external forces, by someone all thinking it should be done a different way, mm-hmm. you know? And we constantly fall in the victim of, you know, how thoughts, how we're supposed to live our life, how we're supposed to think, because we pay attention to these things and we take them like really to heart. Um, instead of just being, you know, say, you know what, I have the will to make the decision for myself based on my, you know, my own way of doing things that is right for me, not because of someone else's think it's right for me. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the will to think freely. And that's what I'm talking about, you know, in the beginning um, in the show, you know, the freedom, the freedom to think. This is something we don't pay attention to.
0: Well, in our societies, unfortunately, we are taught – well, let me use this analogy first. We are usually in our societies, whether it be at home, whether it be in schools, or if you have a religious institution that you go to, most – I'm not going to say all – but most of these institutions are interested in filling your head with information and not teaching you how to use that information, how to think it through. And that is the total difference. I mean, when I was a school teacher, which I finally gave up on because it was just, especially in private schools, because even one of the teachers I used to work with used to ask all the time, are the students that we have here, are they actually students or are they clients? And he asked that several times, and we finally ended up asking the same question together, and the answer came back not directly, but it was close enough. You didn't didn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. We have clients, so in other words, the students that we had in the school are <laughs> they're. the the parents are dictating basically to the school and to the school board what they want you to teach and how they want you to teach it. So in other words, we as the teachers, if we had the ability and had the interest in teaching the children how to think, not just giving them information like I was taught and saying, here, memorize this, get up in front of the class and repeat it. Never putting in any emphasis on understanding, and if it was, it was understand it the way we want you to understand it. So it takes away, getting back to what you're saying, it takes away from the intent of change your thoughts. Now, of course, my program is by that title, but there, yes, it does go deeper than that. Because if you don't have the emotional put input into those thoughts, it's just you're doing something because somebody told you to or you think it's a good idea. But if you're not emotionally behind it, I'm not saying get in there, and start crying over it, and go, "Oh, I'm glad of that!" No, I'm talking about putting something behind it, in other words, putting your heart behind it sure that yeah, you know, sure and make the heart with the thought makes it work now maybe that's a little too different, maybe you can say it a little differently or better?
1: Well, I but mean, I, I like to phrase it in that sense. I mean, I, I, I of course, you know, we, we understand, you know, each other very well. But for our listeners, you know, I mean, when I think about positive thinking, positive thinking only covers the surface, okay? It doesn't cover which we added to the feeling is, you know, the mm-hmm. feeling yes. of why is this so important to me? Why is it that I need to check how I think, you know, be a little bit more deliberate, thought thinker than being you know you know being controlled by it's like a puppet i call it you know somebody tells you okay this is how you're supposed to think and i see it all the time and even in coaching you know i never tell my clients you know what they're supposed to do i always say this is how i see it and i'm your mentor right so I, my suggestion is to look at it this way and then figure it out from that perspective how this is going to help you and it's based on question obviously you know and the answer it comes from you know, the client itself. And the same thing goes with thoughts. You know, when you're rethinking, you know, obviously we're constantly thinking. I mean, if we are alive we're thinking, you know, and, and trying to, com- you know, compress our thoughts, that's not the solution. Trying to hide behind them, that is not the solution. Denying them, absolutely not. you got to face your thoughts. Why are you thinking the way you're thinking? And if you don't know what you're thinking, maybe you need to ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? This is actually a very simple technique that I have been using and doing for myself for many, many years that helps me, brings me back to this present moment so I can be deliberate of the next thought that I'm going to go into think. Yeah. So I can change it.
0: Definitely agree.
1: So, you know, with that being said, you know, I mean, the reality, uh, you and I, we had discussed. I just, again, wanted to give out the phone number if you'd like to get out in the conversation. Feel free to call in, 626-213-5773. And the chat room is open. Back to the show, um, Kirk, our reality as we know it, you and I know, it's nothing but a a perception. A bunch of perceptions, right? Yeah. And those perceptions are created by what? By thought. Yes. So in order for us to change the reality as we think it is, right? Because mm-hmm. reality, it's your reality is different than my reality, than someone else's reality. We all make up our own reality based on our own perception. Uh-huh. So to change our reality, is it as simple as changing how we think or our thought process?
0: Uh, From my experience, I'll I'll give it to you that way. And if you'll give me a moment or a couple of moments, actually, I'll give you a little story on this one. And it's just been sitting in the back of my mind since you started uh, on this particular train of thought. Uh, The thought starts, okay? Something that I always say is thought is the precursor to anything and everything that you do in your life. You have to start with thought the heart, the emotion that goes into it afterwards gets you to the motivation to do it. Okay. I'll give, I give you the example.
1: <clears throat> Hold that thought, Kirk. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'd love to hear your story. Thank you so much. I love what Maya Angelou had to say about the power of the spoken words. She said, I quote, Words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with deeper meaning and quote. And that is the reason I made the decision to put my words into an audiobook, so please check out my spoken words in my new audiobook, "Your Life: Your Way." The 10 Must-have goals to improve your life. It's now available. You can either go to my website at www.coachingbyria.com and purchase it there. You can also download the book from iTunes by going to the link I provided in the show page or simply go to the iTunes stores and put my name in the search, Coach Rhea Wilkie, and you will be able to download the audiobook from there. And I do thank you all for doing so. And if you um, like to write a review, please do so. And I'm always grateful to be in service. Thank you. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Kotria. Thank you so much for being here with us. Life on the air or listen to the show archive or even on itunes i do appreciate each one of you uh today my guest is kirk uh, spencer also known as k william spencer he is the host and the producer of your thoughts your reality radio show he's a reiki master a shikhan master and he is my guest and it's really a pleasure to have you on the show again kirk uh, before the break, we were talking about – you were about to give us an example, and uh, I'm going to hand it over to you.
0: Yeah, it was a friend of mine who was originally from Chicago, tired of being in Chicago, moved up to Wisconsin. So a couple of years later, he's bugging me. Let's go move to Colorado. Let's move to Colorado. By the time Mike comes to Chicago, I said, fine, let's go. So I moved up there because uh, he was to work, work until he could find a paycheck. And uh, he was going to leave without that, so fine. Okay. So I, I decided he wanted to stay a little bit longer, so I ended up getting a, a renting room. And being thing baseball paying rent and all these other things. My thousands of dollars that I had was slowly dwindling away for a move. So I took a job. And it was at a call center, and the call center didn't care what you looked like because you're just going to be on the phone. So, as long as you came to work, neat and clean, you were happy. So, first day there, I met a guy who shaved his head, didn't pay too much attention to the tattoos, even though they were all over his face and, back and arms. Um, he just wore regular clothes the first day. And the second day, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm looking over the top and I'm noticing the same guy with a white Power T-shirt on. So I'm kind of looking at him, kind of strangely, but he couldn't see me. But he must have felt me looking at him. So he turned around and gave me a gentle smile. And he says, don't worry about it, or I'll tell you about it later. Which he did. Um, making a longer story short, we ended up going to a pretty sponsored event. It was just dinner, drinks, and a dance hall, which some of us didn't go, and, he and I were not going to go dancing. So we sat there, and he told me that uh, uh, about the life of a skinhead. And even if he had been seen talking to me, that he would for the consequences of being in my company the way around, which I thought very, very interesting. And uh, for the uh, sake of conversation, just so you understand the listeners. I'm of mixed descent, okay? As Rhea says, yeah, are most of us, but okay. Anyway, so mm-hmm. um, we're having this conversation, but he's also telling me about how he has noticed um, that his daughter in the apartment complex that he lives in uh, is playing, well, his daughter's about five years old, is playing with another girl in the apartment complex, but she's a black girl. And he's not making a deal out of it, his wife's not making a deal out of it. And evidently, this girl's parents aren't making a big deal out of it either. So he's just looking at this and he's going, this is strange. They don't care about skin color and all the rest of the stuff that I was brought up with. And he's saying to me that he learned by watching his kid playing with another girl of another race um, how they just, He understood that hatred is something that's taught. So one thing is that a few weeks later, he decides he's going to quit. So I'm noticing he's not there for two days, so I'm asking one of his other close friends at work, what happened to him? And she told me, well, he quit, but he's coming in this afternoon to pick up his final paycheck. He probably talked to him then. I said, good, because he and I actually became pretty close friends. Not real close, but close enough. And he came in, and he came over to me, and he says, I want to talk to you, but I want to go take care of some other things, talk to a few people first. And um, I said, fine. So he went and did what he had to do. He pulled me out into the hallway, and he told me that he was quitting Part because of me, what kind of me at the first time. when he said it, he says, No, it's nothing bad. He says I'm going in eighteen month programming uh facility to lose all this stuff that I was taught about hatred and separation and segregation and all that kind of stuff and for all tattoos that he had on his face, his neck and arms, he said he has an uncle that was going to pay three thousand all these tattoos laser removed, and he told me the reason why he was doing this. He says it's because not because of my daughter, and I want her to go up without all the hatred and stuff that I grew up with. He says, but you accepted me for who I am,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which gave me hope to go into something a life that's much better. In other words, as we were talking about it before, it's taking thought. Which he was thinking about. Now he has the heart, the emotion to put it into reality, which pushed him into the action, making
1: the, a difference.
0: Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah.
0: So that was the story in short. Where well, that was the intent of the story. So. Well, I
1: mean, it, the, the yeah. Thank you for sharing the story. I mean, obviously, what my thoughts on this goes that most of us don't understand the the reality is, or as we know it. And in 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 truth, we are all connected together in an invisible neural network through our thoughts, Mm -hmm. for better or for worse. So, and and in that case, when you're talking about this this the story with this gentleman here, you know, he um, was talking about thoughts that was handled over to him, was given it to him to believe what the reality should be, right? And he lived his life that way, and then you came along. And you accepted him for where he is, but then now he has this young daughter that he wants her to see things differently than the way he was, been taught how to view life or how life should be. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I I mentioned this before and uh, before we got cut off is the fact that we, no matter how, you know, how big or small, I mean, every thought we think, every, you know, action we take, it is affects us first. But it will affect a, every everybody around us as well. And the more we add to these thoughts, the more we put into, you know, uh, these thoughts, the more they become what we think is our reality. So if you don't like the reality that you have, and you just accepted it because someone told you this is how it's supposed to be, you are gonna get what you put in. You know, there's no matter about, no matter, you know, there's no ifs about it. Correct. Uh-huh. So in 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 that sense, you know, I mean, when we talk about, you know, is it can we really change our reality as we know it if we can actually change the thought process? We're not talking about thinking here. We're talking about the process, how we think. So if what I'm trying to get to here, uh, and help me out on this, Kirk. It's it's how we think. It's not what we think. Because, you know, I, I try to mention it in the beginning, and I hope this was not cut off. I have to go back and listen to the show, but I'm going to alliterate it. So if you're hearing it again, you'll hear it for a second time. It's not about positive thinking. Positive thinking is good. And we talked about the secrets, you know. A lot of things was missed out from the movie, the secrets, with the law of attraction and everything. Because people thought if you sit down and you start thinking positively, positively, positively and wish for things, that things just going to come and happen for you. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. There's something called process, and that's what we're talking about here. Thought process. If you want to change the world on the outside or the world, your world, as you know it, you need to think or you need to process your thoughts better or differently and start taking what you need and get rid of what you don't need. So if, like, in this case, you know, what this guy was brought up to believe, right, So Mm -hmm. it got him where he is, whatever age he is. And now he finally clicked, you know, thought process. I don't want my daughter
0: to Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, okay, I I hear something a little different. Maybe you can expound on it after I say what I'm thinking here. Everything that we do in life starts with a thought. That's the part that's true. Now, as you're saying... You can't just have a thought and expect the thought itself to manifest into something else without putting the heart, without putting the intention behind it. Uh, I know you quote this on occasion, and you always say, this is a good friend of mine, well, I'm the good friend at this point, uh, who says, when I don't feel happy... And you heard me say this many times, when I don't feel happy, when I'm feeling disgruntled, depressed, whatever it is, anything that's not positive, I literally say to myself three times, whether it's silently or out loud, I'm happy, I'm
1: happy, I'm I happy.
0: am happy. Right. Now, it's not just the thought, it is the intention, it is the heart, it Absolutely. is something that motivates it to become the action. It's so the process. I, am
1: Kurt, yes. what I, I mean, we're saying the same thing, and I yes. totally agree with you, and I'm, I'm interrupting you here. Mm-hmm. But we are saying the same thing. But what I'm just saying, you can't just think of something and leave it there. Okay? Yeah. You need to focus on it. You need to have the intention behind it. You need to process it. Why are think thinking? That's yeah. why, you know, and on tonight's show, we'll probably be talking about this when yes. I come on your show. Uh, which remind me that I like to tell our listeners, you know, that I will be on um, Your Thoughts, Your Reality Radio Show with Kirk this evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, and um, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. And we will put the link for, for that show. But what I wanted to talk about, and this is what I come from, I come from a thought of you focus on something, you focus on it, that's why the affirmation works for you, and that's why it works for many of us. If we... Because when you repeating that word, basically what you're telling your subconscious mind, that's the only thing I wanna believe.
2: Yep.
1: And you acting on it. So you basically because you're focusing on it, you're processing it, you're processing it, you start feeling it in your body.
2: Mhm.
1: Because thought comes first, feeling comes second. Right? We on this yeah. we're on the same page on this one, right? Oh so, definitely. But what I'm what I'm trying to say, I mean, we can't just sit and wish for something thinking that we're thinking about it. Because it's not a deliberate thinking.
0: Yeah, if there's just, no heart, there's it, no, that's no emotion different. behind it. It's just a thought. That's all it is. But you have to put something into it. Other than you can sit there and think all day. Uh, you can think about anything in the world, but that doesn't mean you're going to manifest it because you don't put the belief behind it.
1: Well, you know, I, I have to tell you, and you probably uh, read through my book before I <laughs> before I send it, but I have been working on this for since last year. And the book is about the power of intention, not Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention, which actually inspired me to write this book. But because I actually joined a um, a website um, maybe almost like three years ago called intent.com. It's actually run by and and, uh, managed by Deepak Chopra's daughter, Malika Chopra. And uh, um, I was so inspired to just, like, go in every single day and set my intent. So I collected a lot of intents. It's my own intent. So I actually, I'm putting it into a book that I want to share with the rest of the world. And that intention is is something driven from passion to want to change, okay? When you set an intention, it's not a wishy-washy. I intend to make my day today the best day with what I have. So this is a simple, this just came out of my mind, right? I'm, you know, I'm not reading it off anything. But what I'm just saying, when you're thinking about it, you think about your intention, obviously you're just not just saying it, you think it's like, okay, so I'm setting an intention to make today the best day with what I have, okay, with everything that I have, with with all the resources, with all the tools, I'm going to make my best to make it a good day, right? So what am I doing about it? That's a process thought. Yes. So you can think of something, you can set an intention, you have the right intention. I mean, there's a plenty of us out there who really have a strong, powerful intention, but we don't follow through with them. And the reason yep. we don't follow through with them because we don't follow with the process.
0: Yep. May I interrupt you for a moment here? Please go. Okay. I'm I'm going to refer back to something we spoke to earlier. Is the fact that you said that we nothing? Well, in our society, we're always taught that everything that you want can happen immediately. Not everything in the world happens that way. I'm sorry to say that to most people that believe that. And now, unsolicited uh, for Coach Rhea. she doesn't know that I'm going to say this, but. Cotria and I have been friends for roughly two years, give or take, mm-hmm. and I've been on a show before, and she has inspired me, and this is the reason why I have my Your Thoughts, Your Reality radio show. She inspired mm-hmm. me to do my own show. Why? Now, I've been in radio before, mostly behind the scenes. I've done television behind the scenes. A um, couple of times I've been on screen, but it was not because I chose to be. It was because I had a host that didn't show up. So, um, my thing is is that I wanted to do, because Coach Rhea and I do pretty much the same thing. The difference is she is a life coach. I'm just an individual that has a lot of experiences. And you'll find out more about those as my show goes along, because I don't talk about my experiences too often. But, um, and you won't find it in LinkedIn either, but <laughs> some of them anyway. Uh the thing that inspired me about Coach Rhea is, is that she's had this radio show now for three years. She went from doing a show where she was doing most of the talking herself, and now she has – how many people do you have watching your archives or listening to your archives?
1: On a weekly basis?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Roughly about a couple thousand on a weekly basis for one show.
0: Yeah. And you're talking about one show a week – Getting 2,000 or so people listening to your show. And you didn't have that in your first few weeks, first few months, even your first year, did you? No. No, but you kept at it. Why? Because this is something that you wanted to do. So your thought became action because you put your heart into it, and this is where you get it. So. And
1: and you know, uh, Kirk, and I appreciate your your beautiful, kind word. But what I wanted to add to this, and the reason I really continue to do what I do right now and be passionate about it, because I don't worry about other people what they're doing, and I don't measure myself to anyone. I don't, you know, um, I, I focus, I'm focused, I'm focused, I'm focused. I stay focused on the the uh, um, the process, you know, about what, why, what my mission of doing this show. I, I mean, and I mentioned on the air before, I really didn't know, like a year later after I, uh, you know, celebrated my, my first anniversary, I mentioned on the air, I said, I did not think I will be doing this today. So. Because I, I just did it because I was inspired to do it. it. was just the way you got inspired me, you know, inspiring you to do your radio show. And mm-hmm. and I was inspired by someone else, you know. I heard of them, and I am like, oh, my God, I can do this. And I went on the air, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it a try. But it is my natural, because I am a public speaker, too, and I do a lot of, you know, um, public speaking um, engagement. So it's natural for me to be a public speaker. And uh, um, I'm not worrying about it. And I'm not in competition with anyone. And that goes the same with, with thought process. You know, when you worry about just your own thoughts, not anybody else. Not anyone who's coming to tell you, this is how you're supposed to think. This is how your reality should be. Because no matter how you look at it, you know, after all, in the end of the day, it's your life. And that's the reason, actually, my audio book is called Your Life, Your Way, and the reason my company called Your Life Now with Cotria. Because mm-hmm. I really think it's all about you making that decision that is right for you. Your mm-hmm. thoughts, you own those thoughts. So whether you're thinking a good thought or not so good thought, it's something you have to take full responsibility for it. So I said to myself, I said, okay, if this is the case, what can I be deliberate? I mean, I, I mentioned to you off the air, you know, briefly when we were trying to do the the uh, uh, re-recording, I said I had an intuition prior to the show to record the show,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and I didn't listen to my intuition. Yep. But this, this was a thought that came to me, and I should have listened because I'm really good with my intuition. And yep. I think we all have a very powerful intuition, but a lot of time we shut it off because we listen to... Other things on the outside that we listen to things on the inside, which never lie to us.
0: Yes, very true.
1: And and I, 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 go ahead.
0: I was just going to say I could go on with that one, but that's okay. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I, I wanted to quote uh, Ross Walden at Emerson about, you know, he said, we are always getting ready to live, but never living.
0: You know, oh, we well, got yeah. like
1: all bumped up and all this stuff. And then but when it comes down to time for showtime, nobody shows up. Yeah, there is you
0: know, another saying I grew up. What's yeah, that? there is a saying that I grew up with. It's very similar to what you're saying about Ralph Waldo Emerson. Is life is not a dress rehearsal?
1: Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and Shakespeare he said he said life is a play, and we are actors and actresses, and we yeah. are here to play that role. Right. So yeah. you can either play the role to fit your, you know, what you what you think is right for you. Or you can let someone else tell you how you're supposed to play your role.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean that's that's a that's the uh that's a different and uh like I said, most of the uh, most of the opportunity that we have in our life are overlooked because we are waiting for something to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. We are just like waiting and dreaming. There's nothing wrong about dreaming. I dream all the time. I love imagination. I think we have the most powerful imagination. In, you know, in anything, right? And I think I truly believe that if we, you know, um, deliberate imagination, those are thoughts. Everything that you put in your head, it's a
0: thought. Yeah. There's um, something that I learned because I used to say all the time that, you know, if you want a job, you just don't sit back and watch Oprah all morning, that was years ago, you want know, to sit back and watch Oprah all morning and wait for a corporation to call you and go, you know, we kind of had a feeling that you wanted a job. Why don't you come in for the interview? Uh, well, I told that to a friend of mine who was equally a spiritual Indian, and she told me, she says, one day she was just sitting at home looking at television with a friend. And somebody came to the door, rang the doorbell and says, you know, I had a feeling that... You needed this money, and somebody just gave him five thousand dollars. <laughs> so it's, it's sometimes life is a, is a strange thing. There really isn't a hardcore, set in stone instruction book for life and what it is. There is, in my experience. There are times when, yes, that person does show up and you're just going, wow, I was just wanting that. I just needed that. And somebody shows up. But there are times like what you and I are doing who are saying, look, this is what I want to do because my heart is into it. So we go into it and we put our heart and soul into it. And then there's times where you just say, okay, I've done everything I can do. Now I have to sit back and wait. And it shows up. Right, and I'm that's different,
1: up. because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. As yeah. long as you know, when I said when I, when I I mentioned that intention, when I yeah. said today, I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm going to do my best to make the best of it, basically. Mm-hmm. So you know in your heart, I mean, we, we send our kids, and I still do this to my kids. I send them to school, and I just say, honey, you know, as long as you know in your heart you did everything that you can possibly do, don't worry about it.
2: Yes, yes.
1: You can, like you said, you can't just sit and watch Oprah or whatever show and stuff like that, and say, "Well, hey universe you know i'm I'm here, I'm ready, well, that's not gonna happen, yeah. and you might get lucky in some kind of whatever you know cross uh thing you know happen in the universe and it it landed in your in your lap, yeah, but that doesn't happen you know that often. I think no. you know people talk about luck, I don't believe in luck, I think luck is something that we make,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and I will go along with that, uh, hold 100%, because I was going to think of a different way of saying it, but it's just going to end up being the same thing, different words, same feeling. Well, let me hear it. i I look to hear it. <laughs> Well, no, no, it, it, I don't, I already lost the thought, that's why I'm just kind of stuttering over it, okay. but it's it's the thing of, yeah, you, you make your own look, but it, it's a thing of saying, okay, this is what I want, this is what I need. There are times, most of the time, by my experience, I'm only, I can only speak for my own experience. I can't speak for anybody else's. My experience is you get up and you go do something about it and something happens. Maybe not exactly the way you had planned it in your head, but something happens. And it's usually what you want, probably even better than what you wanted. And then there's sometimes, because you don't have the ability to go make it happen, you just say, look, this is something I need. This is something I really want to go into something better. It's not a selfish idea. It's not something that's greedy. Actually, Mm -hmm. I like the word greedy for this one better. And somehow, some way, and I'll just make it easy, the universe provides for you because you don't have the ability to go get what you're asking for. So sometimes it does, but I'm not saying this is something that you would expect to happen, as you said, on a daily basis, on an every-moment basis. No. There's just sometimes that the universe provides for you, and you just go, wow, check that out. (laughs) Can I tell
1: you why?
2: Because
1: you had that intention, and you might not have been aware of it, because we do live in a friendly universe. There is no doubt about it. Exactly. And we attract things based on what we we vibrate, right? So there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I truly believe that. And we are constantly vibrating. But what I'm talking about here with with the thought process, when you are deliberate, you know, you know exactly what's coming to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you just let it be, and basically the universe will give you exactly what you put in. You know, that's exactly what you get. You get out. I mean, there is absolute match. There is no <laughs> doubt about that. You know, but you gotta put in. It's not about you sitting around and just wishing for things. You gotta take action. I'm all about right. taking action. Mental work, physical work. You gotta do them both because there is no shortcut in life. I mean, and I will talk about this on your show tonight because we're gonna be talking about sales and stuff like that. But I have to tell you, I mean, coming to this country at a young age out of high school and not speaking language and getting a master's degree and becoming so successful. In, in corporate sales and corporate work and stuff like that, it it, it was not handled to me. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted and I went after it. Yeah. And the well, universe gave me exactly what I want and I, I still witness it to this day and sometimes I get goosebumps and I have to tell you because I am so deliberate in my thinking now that I always feel like, you know, I, I think of something and we talked about this, you and I, and I said, if I can figure it out, there's only few seconds between the thoughts and then what, you know, because obviously if anybody knows, you know, when you're conscious about your thoughts or you think of something, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, your subconscious mind goes to work. It gives mm-hmm. you exactly into your life what you put in as far as your thoughts. So if you knew about it and you watched that thought, you basically can be like, okay, I can manipulate it. And I'm still working on this because, you know, I still find myself, catching myself, thinking something that I didn't really want to think.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I was like, Oh no, I gotta do the shifts right now. I gotta shift my thoughts and I gotta focus on something different.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that takes practice and discipline. It doesn't come from you sitting around and wishy washy. This is comes yeah. from you saying, You know what, I refuse to accept this as my reality because my reality is only my perception and my perception is what is what I put in
2: Into
0: my mind, right? Exactly. It's just like you and I, for example, we both wanted to have a radio show. You started yours before I did mine. The fact that we wanted to do it doesn't mean that somebody's just going to walk up to us without ever verbalizing it, without ever doing anything about it and go, oh, you know, you seem to be a great person. Why don't you have this radio show? I'm
1: going to sign you in. Right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it will, you know, because like I said, people... People have ears and I, I I've learned from my corporate sales and my corporate background and my education and everything that I've I've done on a personal as well as a professional level that when you ask for something, you will get it. If oh, you yes. don't ask for it, it's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whether that be from asking uh Okay, I'm going to venture a little past this because both of us have this tendency of where we have our own spirituality, but we don't like to identify it. But asking from the point of asking universe, creator, the great spirit, whatever you choose to call God included, uh, asking God. But there are times when you just have to get up and go do something, something, whatever it is. Got to do something. Okay, I want a radio show. Okay, fine. Who's going to host my radio show at my price? And I went hunting. Took me a while to get it, but I got it. Same thing with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we we're hitting an international crowd.
1: Yeah, I mean that's global. I have global listeners. I, I I don't particularly know exactly where they're all calling from, but I know I've got you know a lot of mm-hmm. international callers. And oh, yeah. you know and, and you know what, I did put it out to the universe, and I really appreciate the universe, and I'm so grateful. I have to tell you, you have no idea how how much gratitude I have in my heart, and I'm always going to like to cheer because I'm saying this, because it really means a lot to me that the universe is delivering what I put out there. Yep. And I, I mean, and, and it's all good things, and I will say it's like, you know, and and don't be afraid to ask. And if you don't know how to get things done, because you never know who's listening. And things travel so fast, even though we think, like, a person could be so far away, and then all of a sudden that person calls you, you know, to say, oh, my God, Kirk, did you need help with this thing? I have the right person for you.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it, but that's it not happens. Because
1: you wish it, wash it, you know, it's because you were deliberate thought, thinking about it. It's like, oh, my God, if I can just find somebody to direct me. So how to host a radio show, or maybe if I can listen to somebody or whatever, because I really, honestly, and I I am not, you know, exaggerating everything that I do in my life. I process things, and I put it out to the universe, and I'm like, please, show me something. Something to go on with. What's the next step? Because I know I have to take steps. There is no shortcuts in life
0: there's something you mentioned a little while ago and i think most listeners should probably understand this uh... so many people are looking for answers but it's quite important most of the time and if you don't believe me try doing this on google or bing or whatever you search engine you use go in there with the intention of finding something that you want but don't know how to ask it you will not come up with the answer you have to learn it most of the times Knowing the question is much more important than knowing oh, the absolutely. answer. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I always put it out there, even you know, in my book, I, I you know, I always I kept repeating that question. You've gotta ask yourself, What do I want? What do I want? And yes. then that's the main question. You gotta know what you want. And unfortunately, and this is like really common things for most of us, we don't know what we want. The second most common thing that most people run into as far as the problem is it's it's knowing why they want it. Mm-hmm. How would it help them when they get it? Yes. You know, I mean, how many times you hear people say it's like, "Oh, if I just win the lottery, my life will be everything," right? Yeah. And then you hear, I mean, this is this is something that I'm sure a lot of people know about it, so I'm not making this up. You know, they win the lottery, right? So somebody wins the lottery, hit it right on the, you know, get the number all correct or whatever. And mm-hmm. then two years later, they bankrupt. Why? Because they never really understood why do they need the money and how the money would help them. And when they got it, they didn't
0: know what to do with it. Yep. It's go buy everything that you ever wanted easy and home, things that you didn't go. want. Yeah. And it's trying to impress people that you don't know, that don't care about you. And as soon as you're broke, you don't have those friends anymore.
1: I mean, you know, I I I love a lot of good things. I'm I'm one of those people who lo- enjoy the 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 great things in life. I do, okay. Mm-hmm. But they are not the main source of my happiness. <laughs> I refuse mm-hmm. to allow them to be my source of happiness. You yeah. know, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy you know a nice meal and a nice glass of wine or whatever it is that I feel this is this is who I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I yeah. would not say, like, oh, my God, I have to, like, do whatever it is to get this. No. I'm going to do yeah. what I do best. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when things, there's an opportunity for me to have and enjoy these things, I'm going to enjoy these things. You have to be, uh, at, what's the word I want to say, you know, um, accepting and, and grateful for what you have, first of all, you know, and then go after what you want.
0: Well, the other side of this is if People are truly happy when they understand that their happiness doesn't rely on objects and that you can be happy with what you have. If you're happy with what you have, you can always have more because you will be happy with what you have. It's mm-hmm. not the necessity to keep buying and to keep adding and collecting. and You just become a peck rat and you just, it's like the person who keeps collecting everything in their house and then their garage and then their backyard, their front yard. Everything they have is just a storage bin for things that they don't want to get rid of.
1: I, I mean, how many, I don't know if you know that many, but I do. I know a lot of people, especially, you know, female friends that I, I come across and, you know, in, in along, you know, my life and stuff like that, that they buy things just for the heck of buying them,
2: yeah
0: and
1: then they store them. And I have a friend who used to collect things, and they they were in her attic that she never even used. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, why are you buying them? She was like, well, because I, they were on sale. But do you need them? Well, I might need them someday. But that someday yeah. may never come.
0: Someday never comes. Yeah, it, that's living your life out of fear in some cases. Uh, right. I need something for what? Then you have to create a need for the thing because, actually, you didn't need it. Yeah. Well,
1: because we live in a society, unfortunately, uh, Kirk, that that provokes these kind of uh, thoughts and feelings in us you you just turn the tv on and you see a commercial for all these things that oh you must have right or the things that kind of makes you it's a brainwash i i call them because you know i'm a i'm an you know nlp practitioner too so i understand the language of manipulating people's you know thoughts the thinking is like you need this thing you
0: know, uh, well
1: not feel without it
0: That goes back to Edward Bernay, who was the originator of the public relations firm and how to get people to buy not what they need, but to make emotional buys, and he was very successful at it, as we both see. Me on the other side, I remember when I lived in Chicago back in the late 90s, I was talking to a friend of mine who's since moved out of Chicago as well. I was telling him, you know, what I really need is something like a cell phone, but a pocket size, and this was around 1997. And I said, because I keep moving so much. And he told me, he says, yeah, haven't you seen the commercials on TV? I ignored (laughs) commercials. I've seen this commercial. I knew what the commercial was. I still picture it in my mind just thinking about it. And it didn't register on my mind that that was an advertisement. I ended up getting the phone from that company that was advertising on the television at the time. But those are things that I just choose to ignore, just like what we were talking about before, is we don't really watch news. We don't listen to news. We choose to read yeah. it so mm-hmm. we can just go, eh, no, I don't want to read this. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. Let's go to the next thing. Instead of listening until the end or watching to the end and then waiting for the next article to come up on either new uh, radio or television news, I just choose to read it and then I can go, no, nah, don't want it, and immediately it stops.
1: Well, you know, I mean, that goes in the same process with anything, you know. I mean, obviously, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the media and I appreciate, you know, the the power of uh, of how media could be. There. So there's a lot of positive things out there, too, so we can't ignore that. But like movies, just take movies, for example, right? So you go watch a horror movie, what happened? You got like, oh, your heart is pounding, you get so scared, whatever. You watch, you know, a, a, a drama movie, you might cry because that's all my manipulating, right? Because it's like the feeling, the, the 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 emotion that comes from, you know, because you got sucked right into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and we're not talking about something that is bad because I mean like I said there's, there's some great stories, there's a lot of great movies. I actually one of the people who love to, you know, to go to movies and and see movies, but I'm very particular about what kind of movies I watch. Too.
2: Exactly. You know,
1: I want a movie to entertain me. I don't want a movie to make me, like, you know, uh, get out there and I'm, like, all sad and, you know, life is all, you know, whatever. Because there's a plenty of it. Just walk outside your door, you know. So <laughs> why add to it, right? So, yep. I mean, it's it's a, it's a matter of choice. And, and whatever you choose is right for you. So I'm not telling anybody to, to go this way or that way. I mean, just just be conscious of it. Because, unfortunately, most of us do a lot of unconscious thinking, unconscious yes. thinking.
2: And, Indeed. And, and, yeah,
1: and, and what we do the following day, we add to that unconscious thinking, more unconscious thinking, and, and therefore your, your mind cluttered and cluttered and cluttered, and then you find yourself living through a fog of, of, of thoughts that has just been, you know, gotten from here and there, and therefore your life becomes that fog. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's that reality as you know it. It's really nothing but, you know, it, it's the perception. That's all it is.
2: Yeah,
0: I was actually thinking about... Uh, someone else actually gets credit for this. I'm not sure if it was Himmler or somebody else, but it was actually a quote from Adolf Hitler. And one of his minions from that time, that era, used to quote it a lot. He says, if you tell the public a lie often enough they turn around and believe it in other words it becomes truth for them so in other words whatever you constantly repeat in your life you know whether it be horror movies or scary movies or violent movies or love stories whatever the case may be your life tends to emulate it starts to reflect what you take in mentally whether you do it Consciously or unconsciously, if the thought process keeps going, it becomes your reality.
1: And that is so well well said, and and it's so true. And and unfortunately, you know, we're not going into the topic of of. Uh, of politics here, but Hitler was, the, the, you know, the worst human, you know, example uh, that come into in, in history, where he manipulated even his own army to follow him and to do his ugly, you know, uh, work, right?
2: So yeah. he actually
1: brainwashed them to, you know, kill people and do all these things. And 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 you know, we're not talking about that far. We're not gonna go there. But I just wanted, since you brought it in, I just wanted to um, to touch on it. But the fact is, you know, if you are on your way to try to transform your life and you are listening to the show because you really want to do something different, positive in your life, and I hope, you know, I'm always hoping, not just hoping, I'm, I I really, my, my intention is always to make sure, you know, that I deliver, uh, in, you know, in this show everything positive for you to take from that it really serves your life in a, in a good positive way. So take what is, you know, serves you, what you think is right for you, and get rid of whatever it doesn't. And question everything. And I have to keep repeating this. You gotta question everything. Don't just accept things just because they are. If you really want to change your life, you gotta change your attitude. You gotta change how you think. And it's not just about change, you know, again, thinking positively. It's how you process thoughts. And how you actually think the thoughts truly. Why am I thinking like this? What's driving me to think like this? And if you, and I'm telling you, it never fails. It's so true. Kirk, you know that. Every yes. time you ask a question, you will have an answer. In my coaching, I, my, my, all my coaching sessions are nothing but questions. This is how I, that's how I work with my clients. I ask the question. They give me the answer. But they would never have asked themselves that question if I didn't ask them that question. That's the different, and that's the beauty of having a mentor, you know, somebody who is, I always said to myself, it's like, I wish I had somebody, you know, like me in my life, you know, when I needed somebody, you know, to direct me. I had to do a lot of work on my own. And uh, uh, But, you know, there's always out there people who, you know, love to help you. And if you have a passion for something or if you really are driven to change your life and you want to change your life for better, ask yourself, what can I do right now? What can I do starting right now in this in this moment? And forget about what happened in your past. Forget about all the drama of the past because we all have a past, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 there is nobody without a past. So whether your past is good or bad, so just forget about it. Learn that lesson, whatever happened, and start right now. And your future. We talked about you and I about this. You know, we, we most of us worry about the future. We're almost creating a reality that doesn't even haven't even happened yet. So don't do that for yourself. Really try not to even worry about a future that doesn't even exist yet. Because the only thing and it goes to Mother Teresa's quote, you know, it said, Yesterday is gone, tomorrow has not yet happened. All we have is today, so let us begin.
0: Yeah, I, you said so much there. I was actually trying to write down two things that I wanted to say, and I wrote down one, and it, it, it kind of seemed to have lost that thought. Um, in respect to. Oh, God. Um, yeah, well, in respect to the past, yes. If you're going to live your life in the past, you're never going to have a future. But if you live your life in the future, you're forgetting your present. You have Mm -hmm. to live now. You have to take. You have right now. You don't have tomorrow. You had yesterday. You had the last moment. You don't have the next moment, but you have this moment. Another way that I learned the same saying from Mother Teresa, well, it's not from Mother Teresa, but it was the same thing as what she just got through saying, or you quoted from her, was yesterday. This history tomorrow is a mystery, but right now must be a present. No, must be a gift because it is present. You got now. Use it right now. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's kind of like what we were talking about. Ah, that was one thing that we covered. I had a a patient uh, a few years ago who came in with his mother. He was about forty years old. His mother's in her late sixties. Who was about five foot six, five foot seven and average slim height. He's wiry, as we call him, very strong, but slim. The only difference about him that would separate him from any other man his same size was the fact that he looked like he swallowed an inflated basketball. He looked like he was pregnant. He told me that he had been to four different doctors, one including a specialist, and nobody could help him. And he said that he could not move his bowels. And I'm looking at him going, but you urinate. He goes, yeah. No, no, excuse me. He couldn't urinate, but he could move his bowels. And I said, wait, you can move your bowels, but you can't urinate? I said, babies do this. You know, who who moves their bowels without urinating? And he explained it, and uh, I put him on my table, because I do auricular therapy and reflexology, among other things. And I said, I, I went through... Some areas on his ear, auricular therapy is doing pressure points on the ear. And some points that I hit, they were all related to stress. So I started Mm. taking notes and finished the therapy. When I finished, I took them into my office and I said, listen, there's some points on your ears and other places that I touch – they're all related to stress are you under a lot of stress and he says Mm -hmm. yes i'm always worried about my mother and my father what they're going to do how am i going to take care of them because he lived at home still and he's just very concerned so i told him i said listen this is what you need to do go home every day forget about the day don't think about tomorrow this is the moment you have don't think about anything Go home, kick off your shoes, dig your toes into a carpet, a rug, a towel, it doesn't matter. Just dig them in and just relax. Sit in your favorite chair, your favorite sofa. Turn on some nice calming music. You want to watch TV? That's fine. No news and nothing that will upset you. Just something that calms you or even makes you laugh. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. anything that just relaxes you and takes your mind away from concerns, because now you're at home, you don't have the ability to do anything else other than sit back, relax, enjoy your family life, some food, some drink, whatever. And I said, just do that every day. You get up in the morning, it's a new day. Start thinking about the things you can do instead of worrying about the things that you think you can't do. Just concern yourself about what you can do. Go out and do it. Right. Come home, relax. Relax. <laughs> Two days later, his mother called and said, My son has done what you told him to do, and now he is in the restroom, and he is urinating and can't stop. <laughs> and that's all it was. Your thoughts yeah. and just releasing the stress just mm-hmm. got him to release his bladder. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean that's something. That, yeah, I mean absolutely. Because I was gonna touch on. I mean, our thoughts can actually do us good, and they can also do us hard, do us harm, including making us ill. You yes. know, whether you know physically ill or stressfully ill. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I mean, on on one of my show, I had a uh, um doctor Jacobson, um who is a um, psychologist, M.D. He uh, uh he had a program about wellness, uh, a program that he's starting up. But one of the things, you know, we were talking about like how the you know a large number, and not to point, you know, to pinpoint exact number, but a large number of um people in the United States are on some sort of anti-anxiety, anti-stress mm-hmm. you know medication because we want a quick fix. We want something and then obviously the stress of the life that we live you know we out of you know our life is out of control because we're not really taking control actually, I read an article that I posted today on LinkedIn. It was something uh controlled versus out of control, and how do you really you know manage you know um mm-hmm. being in control and uh I don't know if you saw my video that I posted on YouTube I and mean, you know one of the youtube videos it was uh it was <laughs> it was funny, but the point it wasn't funny. It was like two uh, um, business people, a man and a woman, they were wearing their suits and they were going to, to work, obviously, and they were taking the escalator. And it was a, it was hysterical. It was a really funny video. And uh, the escalator stopped working. So this is a simple thought just to, to show you, you know, you we normally would just say, okay, the escalator stopped working. What you do? You walk up, right? It's an escalator. Mm-hmm. It's not an elevator, yep. it's an escalator. You can just take
2: a stairs oh, and
1: yeah. walk up. Well, they just stop there, right? And they're waiting for somebody to come and help them. And they, they come <laughs> screaming, hello, hello, anybody out there? Anybody out there, come and help us or whatever.
2: And, oh, <laughs> and then, you know, like, God.
1: I don't know how many hours later, this guy, janitor, somebody who, maintenance guy comes in, and he says, I'm here to rescue you guys, and I'm going to fix the uh, the escalator, and it will be working in, in, in flash. And he's like, oh, great, great. So, you know, again, we depend on, I mean, the moral of this, this, telling this story is I find it to be really funny. It's, it's, uh, um, it, it the solution could be a lot simpler than you think. And, and you're, you are a lot stronger than your challenge, but you gotta think your thinking. Differently, you gotta process those differently. I mean, you know, I the reason I mentioned this because I mean, this is so silly, right? So it's like, okay, you got to stuck on the escalator. What would you do? You walk up this the escalator because again, all it is is the stairs, right? It's yeah. not working. But these two idiots they just stood up there and it's just like, okay, we need help, we can't get out. You know, we're stuck.
2: Oh, you, know? God. It's all you know,
1: simple, simple, get in touch with your own. You know, um, powerful, you know, the, the, the soul that you have. I mean, we all do. We really do. I mean, it's its just amazing how powerful we are. And and we don't take advantage of it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's very true. As a matter of fact, you mentioned about um, people and their health. One of the reasons why I don't truly practice uh, holistic health care down here anymore is the fact that people especially women, I don't mean to make this a power of a a gender thing, but generally women will be the one who asks this question. I want to lose weight. Can Mm. you give me something to lose weight? And I would tell them very simply, because if they, you can look at some of these people and go...
2: Stop eating.
0: Yeah, all it is is the eating condition that you have. This is not something that's... There's a physical condition where you need a, a doctor or something along those lines. And just told them, I said, look, I'll give you a secret. Very easy. He says, what? I said, you don't need to pay me to do herbs or anything along that line. Well, how do I lose weight? I said, eat not less
2: eating. fats
0: balance your diet with fruits and raw vegetables drink more water eat less meats and i said eat less when you go out and they went no can't you give me anything for this (laughs) they don't want to take the responsibility in other words let me eat basically like the romans did and can i go throw up in the bathroom and come back and eat some more
1: (laughs) well that's because again you know i mean it goes back to it's, its Funny, But it's really not funny, but it goes back to the fact that we have been programmed by society, by our external world, by our family, but whatever it is, this is how life's supposed to be. I mean, I had a, you know, a a girl, a young teenager, um, well, you know, she's not that young, but she came on my show actually to talk about eating disorders that she's been suffering with. And you know because our society is thinking like you know you need to be thin you need to be you know I mean you got first of all, you got to be content with who you are and you got to take a responsible you got to that weight for a reason you know nobody pounds the weight on you and it yeah. goes in the other way you know if you have an eating problem whether you know on on uh you know you have uh um what do you call it? anorexia I think when mm-hmm. you have you lose weight yeah. okay yeah. or when you you know obese either way you know you you got yourself there You know, Mm -hmm. and I know most of us, we refuse to accept, you know, responsibility for this. And it's hard for people to take it. And, you know, I try to be kind how I put it, but I'm going to tell it to you straightforward because that's who I am. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I, you know, I've been there and, you know, we all want to, like, oh my God, that perfect body and we want everything and all the stuff. But unless we take responsibility for where we are right now, because everything starts from where you are. You know, then you can say, Well, you know, I'm not happy with how I am or I I I know I'm taking responsibility for my body right now, but I really would like my body to be at a twenty pound lighter or something like that. And don't uh. you know, don't associate it with something negative like losing weight. Because I mean just the thought of losing is just it's a negative thing. Like I really despise that show, The Biggest Loser, um mm-hmm. on, on T V. Because I never watched it, and I know a lot of people have lost probably the way they call it, lost weight, and they make it a lot like the more you lose, the more successful you are in achieving your goal or whatever. Just the idea, it just like makes me really, it creeps me out,
0: you know, oh, yeah. that we
1: actually have a reality show called The Biggest Loser.
0: Well, this is, we focus on the negatives. This, unfortunately, this is no, the same TV thing is. that you, this is what you were talking about earlier when we were talking about news. It, the news is full of negativity and now is washing over into the so-called reality TV. We focus on the negatives and we don't understand how that actually influences our lives. It's same thing is when I tell people about how to lose weight. And uh, it, a lot of people, well, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that because that has so much calories. And I said, you you're focusing on the wrong thing. And they said, what do you mean? I said, you're focusing on a negative. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do this. I said, look, I have the same problem. I like to eat, but I don't like to be fat. So what do I do? I say, I can eat anything that I want. I just eat less of it, So my mind is not always on food. I'm hungry. I want this. Okay, fine. And when I feel that that's enough, I stop.
1: Well, you know, that goes back to the same thing we were talking about, you know, focusing on what you want, not yeah. what you don't want. Because exactly. in, this, in this scenario that you, you mentioned, it, is they really focus on what they don't want. I don't <laughs> want to be fat or I don't want to be this. But what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. You want to be slimmer then what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? Because in in order for us and this is what I have uh, you know um uh, processing things about you know the, the thoughts about it it's if we know exactly that we need to be slimmer right? Uh-huh. But we don't want to do anything about it then we should just accept being obese.
0: Yeah. Well what we're both getting at is this how do you expect to get anything positive out of your life if your constant focus is on, the negative. on the negative There you go Well
1: my friend, I kept you on the show for, you know, longer than um you know, the scheduled time but I do want to thank you. I look forward to our show tonight and uh um let's give them the address again. For yeah, the, uh, every
0: show? everything that you would want to know about the show, the uh, the time the, for archive shows, everything is at triple w y t y r radio dot tk. It's YTYR radio. Your thoughts, your reality radio dot tk, including Coach Ria's show tonight.
1: Thank you so much, and that will be at nine p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, and uh, 6 p.m. Pacific and yep. seven. Is that me doing this right? Seven yep. uh, Central Time. Anyway, and you guys yep. in Mexico, and you still don't have the time change, so you two hours uh, um,
0: yeah, behind us. Yeah, until Sunday, we're on Mountain Time. On Sunday, we come right back up to being on Central Time. So uh, the show will be done seven o'clock my time, but nine o'clock your time. So the next week. I do a show. It'll be seven o'clock my time. It'll be eight o'clock your time. But not confuse people. <laughs>
1: well, I know I I get, I got myself confused. So you know. <laughs> anyway, we're just wrapping this up. Thank you again for being here, and it's just you know, just to, to leave you with with one thought. You know, if you really want to, you know, change how your reality uh, and your life is as you you know it. You know, question, you know, what you're thinking about, question your thought process, question, you know, your attitude about things and why you accept things in a certain way and and how can you change it? How can you? Because you have that power. You have that power. There is no ifs about it. You have all that takes for you to change your life for the better by changing your thoughts, by changing how you think, by changing your thought process. Again, and this is not about just positive thinking. Positive thinking is wonderful thing. There's no doubt about it. But you need to be deliberate. You need to focus on it and focus on it and focus on it and take action steps. You gotta take those action steps. Because without taking action, everything stands still. Because you know everything moves. Life is moving constantly and you are moving too. But whether you are moving forward or you're moving backward, does something relies on you and what you want to see happening. With all that being said, much love to you guys, and thank you so much again for listening. And thank you, Kirk, and I look forward to be speaking with you shortly. Okay?
0: My pleasure, and I look forward to our interview tonight. Yes, Take care.
1: Okay, bye-bye now.
0: Be well. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.